Okay, the experiment is now live. Welcome to the experiment with Scott Ranieri. Scott Ranieri is the guy talking to you right now. <laughs> uh, I keep trying to, trying to figure out a new way of starting this because every time I have to record these updates and intros, I feel like I'm just I'm trying to record a radio show, but then I forget halfway through. I don't know. Here we go. But anyway, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a couple updates, and then we're going to kick this thing off real quick because I've literally been trying to record this a little a few times and scatterbrained <laughs> is in full effect here today so let's see yeah okay so first off uh, I, I announced last week there was a special sale on my photography services and that's because i'm going to be extending that sale i didn't put anything out officially on my other accounts it was just on this episode it was just on last week's episode but i'm going to be extending that to the end of august and then i'll put out an actual like thing about it on my other social media accounts because I'm going to be wrapping up my services by the end of this year due to low demand. It's just the truth. There's nothing I really... It's, it's, it's not much else to say about it. It's just the demand is not strong enough for me to warrant continuing having it on the side. Just because I don't... Because once I start going back to the office and I have this rigid schedule again, I'll have very little free time to do anything. Besides whatever will make me feel better for working in an office. So obviously I'll still be doing stand-up. Because <laughs> I need to have that outlet. Uh, but... Also, I will be, but that's going to be, but my photography is going to be for my own personal projects from this point going forward. As much as I would like to make that work, if I can make that work, if that's going to be part of my job, especially if I end up with an office job that involves me doing photography, I'm fine with that. I just would prefer having a section of it that's not for monetary gain, and I'm not going to have time to do that. If I take on this office job, plus contract assignments even if the demand isn't there people are going to be like eh, you could i get it it's better to have certain hobbies la makes la has the horrible disease of making everything you enjoy profitable so you're like Ugh. everything has to be behind a paywall after a certain point so that i'm like i don't want this to be that for me all right so there's that and then and then just uh, some uh housekeeping for next week next week i'm bringing back scott reviews for a for at least one or two weeks and that's going to be for the mother for netflix uh the jennifer lopez action rescue thriller i'm probably i will most likely watch that give it my review and everything and and maybe the week after that i will probably do the spider-man across the spider-verse or not. I may pivot that to talking like a retrospective on like uh, Barry or Succession or something like that. Something else. Maybe. But The Mother will be the reviewed film for next week. Um, but as for the week after that, well, that depends. If at any point in time I watch Cocaine Bear, the ep episode 12 will be all about Cocaine Bear. I made that decision trying to record this intro three times now. So I'm going to just watch Cocaine Bear very soon. And then we're going to do a whole episode about it. It'll be great. That'll be fun. And I will enjoy it because it'll take my mind off of crap. It may be shorter than the average episode because I'll be spending like 20 minutes talking about Cocaine Bear. Maybe five minutes giving you an update on my life. But that's it. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it works. Um, And then we're going to... But... Yeah, and then, uh, you know, I'll give you guys a heads up about what's going to be going on with my 
existence in relation to this podcast, but there shouldn't be anything you guys need to worry about. But next up, uh, just but now that we've gotten that tidied up, let's talk about this episode, which involves me recommending to you The Menu, a film from Mark McKay. Oh, I'm sorry, not Mark McKay. Mark Mylod, and produced by Adam McKay and Will Ferrell. The lovely, if those names sound familiar to you, it's because you've watched so many episodes of Succession. This man directed like a third, if like more than a third, if not almost half the episodes of the show itself. No, maybe not half the episodes, but like a third, definitely a third. I see 15 episodes listed on his IMDb. Well, soon to be 16. This guy is directing the finale of Succession. So he's so I'm recommending the film he did with the producers of Succession. Um, so that's going to be The Menu, starring Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, and Ray Fiennes, among others. It's a very great movie. I enjoy it. I have it in the background right now as I keep track of myself. And on top of that, we're going to be re- and on top of that for the On My Mind segment, we're going to be talking about service versus corporate. And in relation to me having a whole bunch of friends in the service industry. And having a, and having to spend like I think it's now what now I have to go back to the office. It's gonna be about almost nine years, eight nine years of me working in corporate office space spaces. It's just bleh, I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. It's just very uh terrible. So I'm just I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna talk about why I'm very adverse to going back to the office, and I'm gonna talk about me dealing with, and I'm gonna talk about you know how my service industry friends probably deal with a good chunk of those messed up customers but maybe just to, it'd be a class thing it'll probably involve me just boiling it down to and this is why you need to pay people like the writers guild you know and this is why we have unions and all this stuff but yeah i think i've effectively talked enough about this so we're at six minutes into this intro so let's get this show going okay all right now i'm just gonna blabber on until i transition this audio into me reviewing or recommending the menu we are back with scott recommends and scott and this week and this week i scott ranieri for the show scott recommends the menu so let me ask you this question if you like if you like if you ever been curious about the show Succession, didn't really like it, but you like the aesthetic of it, and but the story and the characters, you know, you just saw them. They were never going to get their comeuppance, so why am I watching this, these rich people thrive while I suffer? Hmm, well, they went, a, they went and got a Searchlight Pictures theatrical release of a film known as... Blah, let me rephrase that. So, they made the menu. <laughs> Instead, they produced and directed the menu. Uh, specifically, uh, the menu is produced by the same, by more or less the same producers of Succession. Uh, specifically, the people behind Gary Sanchez Productions, a production company from Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. And they, and with director Mark Mylod, who is famous for directing epi- a lot of TV episodes, one other movie, which is uh, What's Your Number with Anna Ferris. And literally a third of Succession. He's directing the Succession series finale that's going to be airing next week alongside the series finale of Barry. Also directed, um, well, not directed by Mark Milo, but directed by Bill Hader. So <laughs> very uh, strong cinematic, strong cinematic television right there. So, in, so going back to the menu, this film is 
So this film, according to IMDb, stars Ray Fiennes, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Nicholas Holt. And it's described as a young couple travels to a remote island to eat at, to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. And it is directed by Mark Mylod and written by Seth Rice and Will Tracy. So, let me let me let me uh crank up my uh soft radio voice here for this episode, at least for this review. Now it's a very now if you ever wanted to watch watch uh watch rich people have their comeuppance, it's a great movie for that. Uh, I'm just gonna talk as much spoiler free information as possible because it's really great. It's really good stuff. If you've watched the movie already, the only way I'll give you a point where the I can start start talking a little bit more spoilerific stuff, and you can enjoy it. But this is definitely a horror satire, for sure. It's great. It's beautifully acted. It's amazingly directed. It's very, <laughs> it's very great. There's a great depiction in terms of classism between the people who are served and the people who serve very much that that's very much in play here and it's all about the experience it's all about creating an experience and man does this create an experience for you and it reminds you of the experience created to others by others for people who they may never know <laughs> uh, but it's funny it's it feels like a succession adjacent movie where if the main characters of that show the Roy siblings, if you will, and as well as their dad, uh, were to dine at this restaurant, they'd get murdered. <laughs> they'd get murdered hard, maybe. Or maybe not, you know. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to spoil anything right now. But it feels like it's, but it's a timeline where terrible people with wealth suffer without affecting those who, without affecting, without negatively affecting those who don't have the means to affect the wealthy. So it's nice. It's a great. It's honestly the best depiction I've ever seen as of yet, personally, of industry workers on film. I have yet to watch FX's The Bear, and their second season is coming out. So I will most likely watch The Bear very soon after making this review so that I can have both sides of that, both streaming or television, or streaming and television, and the film side of this, because this is very, I, I very much enjoy it. I haven't stopped watching the menu since I first watched it like a month ago. It's it's now something I have on almost every day, mostly because I was trying to record this episode. And this is one of the, this, this actually movie was going to be the first movie I used to bring back my podcast. But then a little film, but then I went to go see a little film that was like two hours and 40 minutes, two hours and 48 minutes long called John Wick Chapter Four, starring Keanu Reeves and directed by Chas Tahelski. And I got to say, yeah, that one was a better one to start off on because all I wanted to do was talk about John Wick. Man, that was some good stuff. But, the menu was originally going to be the first movie I was going to talk about in regards to, hold on, there you go, in regards to film and doing that on my podcast. So I've been watching this for a hot minute and everything, and every time I look at it, it's, <laughs> it's beautifully layered and it's just amazing. It has a great cast. There's literally, um, again, I don't want to spoil any that much, because I just want you to watch it and be like, oh, crap, I remember. Oh, this this dude's in it. This dude's in it. And this dude's in it. But I will say this. It also features John Leguizamo <laughs> as a quote-unquote washed-up celebrity, which is hilarious because he is 
man, he's on fire. <laughs> I was watching the menu just as he was hosting the Daily Show uh, that same week, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> this is perfect. But no, it's got great people you've recognized. Also other people who've probably been on Comedy Central, have been on other films and TV shows. Hell, even people who have guest starred on Succession. <laughs> you know, we'll keep it all in the family. But here's another thing, and it's kind of funny. Why am I puttering around? Oh, yeah. But, you know, it all keeps it in the family because they all have, like, people from HBO and stuff. Uh, one of the actors here also in this movie, uh, she's not the maitre d'. But she's definitely like the right hand woman of Chef, of Chef Slowick, Slowick, or yeah, Chef Chef Slowick. Um, Elsa is played by Hong Chao. I did not know this was her until I saw, until I rewatched, until I like re looked up her IMDb and was like, oh, the Watchmen limited series from David Lindelof. I love that, and with and with Regina King, I love that. I love that miniseries. It was great. So, also, just it's just great. It's just a great movie. I very much enjoy it. And I'm at seven minutes now. So, this is now the part where if you have not seen the movie, you can now skip ahead. Like, I'm going to give it about, let's see here. You know what? I'm going to time myself. That way I can end with just, here we go. So, for the next, like, say, just jump ahead like five minutes. <clears throat> Because I'm about to spoil a hell out of this movie. All right. So, and warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning, and sand to cover up that last bit of of scene. Oh, all right, cool. Spoiler warning is over. All right. So let's get to the nitty gritty. First off, <coughs> first off, this movie is definitely the better of the two uh, sex worker characters that have been recently played by Anya Taylor Joy. I love. Now the fir the other one I'm referring to is her character from uh, last night called Last Night in Soho, which is from one of my favorite directors. In fact, he's the reason I was inspired to go and you know make movies and stuff. And that's gonna be and she was Sandy <coughs> uh, in Last Night in Soho uh, again from director Edgar Wright. I love that. I really like that movie. It was really awesome. The very the big problem is just. The big problem with that movie I have is that it was just a little light in that defense of the sex worker or something like that, or twisting her into the... I don't want to spoil too much of that movie either. But there was a twist with the character. I was just like, oh, I mean, I get it, but no. I don't know. I just... I got to rewatch it again. It's one of those movies where I got to rewatch. Like the Batman, but that's a story for another time. But back to the menu. The menu is definitely the menu has her also portrayed as a sex worker. She's more or less an escort, and she even runs into the. And as you probably already know, she runs into one of her former clients, one of her other clients, a played by Reed Bernie, uh, Richard, and he's the one. <laughs> and he's the one who gets his finger chopped off. Yeah, that guy. His wife, obviously. Again, we're in the spoiler section of this of this uh, particular episode so if you haven't again i gave my spoiler warning two minutes ago we're good <laughs> but look it's it's definitely the better of the two sex workers because she's you know she's the sex worker that lives in the end so it's like everyone else dies including the chefs sex workers win it's just like the ending of stop 
don't spoil another show on your on when you're already in the spoiler. Like we're not going to go there. But it's the same platform I'm watching the menu on. You could probably guess which show I'm going to refer to. But it's nice to see that W come in for for people who are sex workers. For sex workers themselves. It's nice. It's great. It shows a it shows a society that's great that's a little bit more willing to accept people. Especially when the internet shows that we do not want to accept jack shit. But again, a conversation I'll save for my other segment. But here's the but here's the nitty gritty. Best depiction of again, best depiction of service industry workers. And this is me even before watching the bear and watching clips of the bear and feeling like, you know what, this makes sense. But also it's, you know, again, stellar every everything's on everything's on like full cylinders. Love it. Great, consistent tone throughout. Amazing an amazing, amazing film. It very much is, and frankly, it's a nice show. It's a nice depiction of the, of the class of surf of you know corporate versus, service industry, because, and just to touch on a little bit of what I'm gonna be talking about in my on my mind segment, uh, after I finish up here. It's, it shows a great clear divide between the people who serve you an experience and the people who pay for that experience because the people who can afford such things like escorts and high class Michelin star repeat winning Michelin star ranked like restaurants obviously have no care about the humanity behind it again kind of why there's a writer's strike and why there may be an impendent an impending like Hollywood shutdown I mean the SAG after the screen actors actors are literally voting on ready on willing to strike if it means they gonna you know shut down Hollywood the force the hand and if the directors go that's basically the three top people who are quote unquote above the line that say you're not paying us what we're worth bye <laughs> we'll come back when you're ready to fork up the money <laughs> and again I'll get more into this when I get to my on my mind segment but this film touches on all of that it is a clear it is a very uh clear depiction of what happens when you're when the ultra rich decide to treat people like crap for much of their lives and what happens when you you know roast them alive with s'mores <laughs> you've turned to you've turned to making them the experience making the experience not just making you've gone from making the experience and serving the experience to making them the experience and forcing them to possibly you know well again we're in the spoiler section they're gonna die everyone <laughs> everyone but anya taylor joy dies but you know what oh man it's stuff i love stuff like this that takes biting aim at everything that is wrong with this society there's whole moments in barry that just shit on male podcasters and i love that especially in the last few episodes of this final season beautiful beautiful stuff here i'm loving here, when I'm watching the menu, I'm loving the clear divide of the men versus women, of just the groups that have felt like they could, you know, rule over us with an iron fist, all that type of shit. It's just wild. It's honestly, I think it's why I keep rewatching it, because it's very inspiring in that respect. But look, it's great. It's awesome. It's a beautiful palate cleanser once you're done torching yourself watching episodes of Succession and Barry. <laughs> So once HBO is done punishing you, you can switch to something from people who work who worked on HBO programming 
for a non-HBO thing. And you know what? It works. It's beautiful. Especially since I keep using HBO so much because as of once this episode comes out, 24 hours afterwards, or maybe even less, HBO Max will become Max, and then everything will be more horrible because all of that. But uh, just... If I could finish up my thoughts of anything about this movie, this movie reminds you. This movie reminds people to not forget where they come from, to not forget the people who work for them, and not forget that everyone who works everywhere is a human being who's just going through some shit. And man, do we need more of that nowadays? Because and exposing and exposing such societal normal toxic, well, not toxic, societally normal behavior that's honestly not normal and very oppressive in general. But you know. That's America for you. <laughs> we just we love we love to oppress. This country just lives to oppress people. So whatever. All right, uh, I think I'm gonna wrap it up just here. You can find the menu currently on, I believe HBO Max. Is it? Watch options. Yep. So you can watch it on HBO Max or rent and buy it on video on demand, such as Prime Video, Vudu, all that jazz. I mean, it's also a physical release. So you can go buy it a DVD and Blu-ray on Amazon if you want to. All right. Or Best Buy, whatever. S- but yeah, all right. We're, uh, we've, we've cleared it. We've cleared the 15-minute mark. All right. We have now talked about the menu for 15 minutes. I recommend the menu. It's great. It's awesome. It's directed by Mark Mylog. He's doing the succession, succession finale. And probably after I record next week's episode, I'll be emotionally wrecked. <laughs> that's if I'm not already back at the office oh god I don't want to think about that but alright go watch it it's awesome <laughs> go watch it it's awesome it's hilarious service workers for the W and uh I'm a oh one last note about that about the menu I have to say my favorite bit is calling out people is I have to make a special note for Nicholas Holt's character because he is exactly the type of film bro snobbish ass motherfucker who just decides to be like shut up and he's the guy who would say shut up and dribble. He's that motherfucker in this movie and I hate him for it. And he's a great actor for that. Solid work. But his character needs to fucking die harder and sooner. But you know what? I love how they handled it because people deserve to see him die. He doesn't deserve an audience. Cold. All right. I'm just going to blab my way over to the next segment. Thanks for listening. And Scott recommends once again the menu. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. All right. What's up? Once again, I'm Scott Ranieri. We're still listening to the experiment. And this is On My Mind. And right now, we're just going to do a brief little On My Mind this time, this week. Because it's pretty late in the day. I got a lot of stuff going on personally, and and currently I'm I have HBO going in the background. Uh, regarding pretty much the horniest corporate show I've ever known. That's pretty much a combination. It's like two HBO shows in one, but it's a co-production of the BBC of BBC Two, I believe. Yeah, BBC Two. I remember that now because it's industry. I have industry in the background, which is perfect because what I'm going to be talking about is service versus corporate, and I've been watching a lot of uh, classist based. Uh, class-based uh, te- television as of late between Succession and um, between Succession and this show and which this show is basically like a hybrid of Succession but with all the youth of uh, and horniness of uh, all the youth and horn- youth that the uh, 
with all the horniness and craziness of euphoria, drug use and all that. <sighs> so it's just like it's a breath of chaotic fresh air. But I'm getting off subject. I'm doing a little follow-up because I talked a while ago in episode 7, Going Corporate, about the idea of being about the uh, about the writer's strike. A lot of it was mostly about the writer's strike because they, they had just authorized it and it was just starting up. We are now about, I want to say, it was 18 days. We're 18 days into this, technically, I think. But three weeks. It's been three weeks and the writers are still on strike. And on top of that, I'm having to, as I mentioned in last week's episode, I'm having to, I have a very huge life change since I suddenly now have to find a new place to live. I should be fine. Um, I should be able to make, I'll be able to make the money and everything. I have no problem with that. It's just, I know that will also require me to go back into the office, which is something I'm not really okay with because due to this, Due to the state of leasing and subletting and all that stuff in Los Angeles, real estate and good real estate and affordable real estate rental-wise is extremely hard to come by, especially when you don't have like a regular, you know, working job and a proof and proof of income on a super regular basis. So here, I'm just like, oh no 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 no! Great, okay. Let's see. What was I going to do? Oh, yeah. Um, what was I thinking? Oh, yeah. Um, I guess... I don't know. Mostly what I was going to go do with this five-minute year. I originally was planning a much longer segment of something else. Something along the lines of dating and loneliness and things like that. But I didn't want to go on about that harp again. I don't want to play that harp yet again for this particular episode. Especially with the contents and the contact with the content matter of the menu itself and stuff i've been again i've been watching as of late but i did want to touch upon some stuff i talked about in in episode seven regarding how capitalism is just a constellation of prizes slavery now if you've like done a, a, a little bit of research into what you've known that it's just it's just that with the market and the economy has been kind of pivoting towards a very uh, huge destruction of the middle class. And while a lot of people like to point fingers, the truth is just that the economy has been favoring more and more monopolization and conglomerates. And basically, just they the prioritization of faceless entities over actual, you know, people funding the economy you can't have an economy when everyone is working for the thing that's <laughs> benefiting the most for the economy you can't have like billion dollar you can't have billionaires billionaires does not sustain a capitalistic society everyone has to turn a profit in a capitalistic society otherwise it's not a capitalist society we can't keep promoting capitalism if there's no one to benefit from the capitalism besides the people sucking the life out of everything you know, billionaires are very much, in my mind, they are akin to leeches or tapeworms. You don't know how bad they're, how badly they're damaging your body until you take them out. And then you realize how badly they are damaging your body. And holy shit, you are really, you got a long road of recovery head, but you are at least going to get better. Just don't get any more leeches or tapeworms. You're fine. 
And I feel like that's the solution we need to have with these billionaires. We need to eradicate the idea of the billionaires. I feel like we need to. It's a much nicer thing to do in my mind because it allows us to breathe as a society. Because unless these billionaires are putting money back into our society, it doesn't make sense. The late Sam Simon, the co-developer of the Simpsons series, he put a lot of his fortune into animal-based chari charities. He puts it in animal-based charities, and he makes sure that he adds more and 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 more money. More and more money. More and more money. More and more money. What I'm saying is, you can hoard your money like the dragon and then not share anything. But the guy who co-developed The Simpsons, a man who had all the reason in the world to hoard his money till the very end, was passing away of cancer. Was dying of cancer and decided to donate his money to animal to animal-based charities. And frankly, we're not doing... We don't see billionaires doing enough of that. They all act like... Uh, how do I phrase this? None of... None of our billionaires are doing are doing stuff like Bruce Wayne are doing are being Bruce Wayne. All of the billionaires want to be Lex Luthor. None of them want to be Batman. That's the problem. That's always been the problem. Being Lex Luthor is just way more enticing. Jeff Bezos is a prime example of this. But I guess it's just my point. I wanted to pull up this follow up so that my whole episode wouldn't be about film. But I feel like in the future, I feel like this just the show should just pivot to making films because or films, or TV review, because frankly, it just, or analysis at least, because frankly, I feel like the more I try to rant about other things, the harder it is to try and justify ranting about it, because it seems everyone's very comfortable at, about, um, seems everyone's very comfortable with just being overworked to death, and that's a problem that even in and this is funny because this is one of the few things I know about places, other places in the world. In Japan, they had a huge problem of overworking people, and they've had and they've taken steps to try and reduce that as a nation, and that's great because somehow whatever they're doing allows people to live up to like a hundred and eight years old. I'd love to live in a society that allows me to live that long, and happily, <laughs> you don't see any sad old people. In, they don't. You don't see that many depressed elderly people in Japan. They seem pretty okay with existing and like, okay, I guess I'll just keep going until the wheels fall off. But hey, this is it's not a bad ride. Whereas here, everyone is craving death. Every elderly person here is just like, this healthcare sucks. Everything is terrible and all of you are killing me with COVID. We need to just, just turn it off. Turn it all off. You know what? I don't blame them. My point of this is this. This eight minute thing is all about me saying, um, pay the writers. Uh, stop being stop being cheap because it serves no one but it serves no one especially not yourself and three how do i even phrase this maybe if you treat service workers better you might end up with a better lifestyle or even better or even better free stuff you know, how many free, you know how many free things I got just because I knew a bunch of people who worked at bar as bartenders of service? You know how easy it is to be a nice person? Being a nice person means you get free alcohol. You get free vices. What is wrong with people being, like, I don't want to be cheap. I'd rather not be cheap. 
being cheap is what keeps me from getting free stuff. Not being cheap is what gets me more free stuff. Because they're like, you've already spent so much. Here's a complimentary thing. Bet, motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right. This has gone on a lot longer than I wanted to. But that's pretty much my summarization, you know. Long story short, you know, just don't be cheap. Tip tip your service workers. And, um, yeah, and legalize sex work also while we're at it. Because, frankly, I feel like a lot of this country would be solved as if it wasn't such a... If it wasn't so, pr- if it wasn't so bipolarishly prudish on sex work, if it wasn't so biased and bipolar about sex and sex work and sex education. All right, I think that's a good. I think this is a good place to end it. All right, thanks. Bye. Woo! And with that, the experiment is now closed. I've been your host Scott Ranieri, and it's just been another installment of the experiment with Scott Ranieri. You can find us on social media via Twitter at Scott Experiment. That's E-X-P-E-R-I-M-E-N-T. And Scott the Experiment on Instagram. Uh, you can follow us there for any type of updates on social media. And you can listen to the experiment, as you've always probably been listening to, uh, via the following on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcasts. Uh, and we have new episodes, and there's new episodes of the experiment every Monday, no matter what. So please come back, tell your friends, and bye-bye for now.